Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to this week's episode of Her with Amina Brown. And it is holidays time, y'all. I don't know how much pretending you're doing at your jobs at this point. I feel like there's two groups of people. There's a group of people who are not doing anything at their jobs after December 1st, basically. And the goal is to just look like you're doing something until your time off arrives. Or there are some people who work jobs that now is a wild time at your job and you will not be getting any sleep, any rest. While other people are enjoying the holidays, you are busting your butt and working super hard. So shout out to both of you. Shout out to those of you that are shuffling papers in your cubicle, just trying to look like you're doing something. And extra special shout out to you, those of you that are working very, very hard. You're in an industry that gets super busy around this time of year. I wish for you a slow January Mm. because, wow. Also, Matt is back. Wow. We are here doing a Road Stories holiday episode. Ho, 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 y'all. Like to have a holiday episode of mm. this podcast for old Lang Syne. Mm. I have no idea what that mm. means. I really, I really like the way the pronunciation you gave us there. I don't like, even know I if really, what I said is right. Mm, I like it. I'm gonna go with it. 
I really, I really like the Z there. The old yeah. Lang Syne. I, I that's don't know. It. I just know that when it comes up in that song, I sing it hard. For, like it really mm-hmm. touches me, you know. And I, I'm just now in my adulthood even knowing that it was saying old Lang. I, I don't know what. I mean, shout out to when Harry met Sally because Sally and Harry were having that conversation at the end of the film, which is also a bit of a Christmas movie mm. where he was like. Why is say that? You supposed to forget the people you used to know. You supposed to know the people you forgot. He was just a lot of confusion. I like the pepper on my paprikash. <laughs> I'm a big with a Harry Best Sally fan. I don't know why I haven't done an episode about that movie. Mm. Thank you for bringing that to my mind, babe. We're going to get involved. Here for it. That's not what we're doing today, though, y'all. Okay. That's that's a future episode we're going to do. I want to talk about our road experiences around the holidays, babe. Mm. And we've had quite a few. We have. <laughs> Okay, so I want to lay the groundwork for you all. We have discussed this in previous Road Stories episodes. The idea that when you live a life where most of your work is travel, depending on what you do, that does make the holidays kind of tricky. We've had some holidays. I know I had many before Matt and I were married and in the first few years that we were married where I would typically get booked to do poetry at churches around Christmas time, particularly for Christmas Eve services. And some churches even had services on Christmas Day. I do believe our first year dating, I picked you and your mom up from the airport. Was it Christmas Day? It was Christmas Day. Day. Christmas Day, yeah. Because we flew to Oregon, I think, to do Christmas Eve services. And the church was so large that the Christmas Eve services were on the 23rd and the 24th. It was like five or seven services. And then we took the earliest flight we could take out on Christmas Day. And you had to pick us up there. Mm -hmm. And you got me my very first ever Christmas gift from you. I guess I got got you a gift also. But Are are we going to tell the truth on this podcast? Or are we going to tell the story that you've been telling other people is the first gift? Well, I am on the Her podcast, so Mm -hmm. maybe I should let her say what. Her thought she got him uh, on that first Christmas. I I remember that I was in a Sean John phase and I was, I got you a very nice red Sean John shirt mm. that I had pre-packed in a gift bag and left it with you. Can't stop. Won't stop. Told you hey, not hey, to hey. open it until Christmas Day. Okay. So I can't remember. You might have showed up in it. I feel like you might have showed up in that shirt to the airport. Okay. Sounds like me. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Usually if I get a gift, I put it on immediately. Yeah, that is you. That's that is the MO right there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's the truth. The other story that you have told regarding what you believe. Well, the way I remember it is mm. the very first gift that I opened from my lady no. on our very first Christmas Mm-mm. was some nose hair trimmers. And could it have been a message about the unkemptness of a man entering the age I was entering? Possibly. But ever since then, I've kept that nose hair job done. I, I first of all, want to let y'all know that the truth is not being told from someone on this podcast. Did right you now. or did you not buy me a nose hair trimmer? I did. That is true that I did buy you a nose hair trimmer. You were with me 
when I bought it. Listen, I don't know if there's any fellas listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe there. I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. But if you are, if there are, maybe you can come in the comments section and help a brother out on your first holiday with your lady. Would you have ever gotten her a skillet? Okay, this this is why I feel that an untruth is being told regarding this gift because we were actually Christmas we, shopping together for some you other have things. Got her some some hair rollers. Hmm? Huh? And I don't remember how the question or the conversation regarding the nose hairs came up. Would you I have gotten her some some leg hair trimmers? But we were at a TJ Maxx, if I remember. It was either TJ Maxx or it was like the section of Macy's during the holidays where they have like all the little gifts you can give for people. And I did not buy your gift that day because I bought your gift when you weren't with me. But I (laughs) went ahead since we were ringing things up and threw that nose hair trimmer in there. And let me tell y'all something right now. And I have said this to my husband repeatedly. Many of you... (laughs) have been around an older man or could be just a man over 30 years old. But I have seen this particularly in men who are in their 40s, 50s, 60s. As you get older, your nose hairs Mm. grow longer. And you know what else grows longer is hair in your ears. And for me, you can tell if a man has people in his life that love him. If he doesn't have enough ear hair just, you know, crawling out of his eardrums and if you're not mistaking nose hair for a mustache. So I would like to correct the thought that I surprisingly (laughs) bought my boyfriend at the time a nose trimmer and wrapped it up and that he opened that. I would like to say... (laughs) I don't know, remember how we were talking about it, but something came up regarding the grooming of a man. Uh And he did not have this tool. It's a great tool. It makes your life easier. You don't have to stick kitchen scissors Mm. up your nose hairs and things you shouldn't be doing. It's a thing just for your nostrils and your eardrums. That's what we're saying. So was it purchased? Yes. (laughs) Was it purchased with the intent of you using it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Was it a Christmas gift? No. I rest my case. Your Honor. Your Honor. (laughs) It's just two of us in this room (laughs) right now. Either way, thank you for bringing the awareness to my life Mm. that I was a man who had entered the nose hair bearing years of his life. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I've kept it fresh ever since. That's right. You do. You keep it very fresh. You know, and and really, we've now been together long enough to have been two or three nose hair trimmers <laughs> since then. So that that's a long marriage. You can be like, that's three personal grooming mm. tools <laughs> that we have used throughout our time. Is, is that how we're going to start measuring the length of our relationship? Yeah. Is <laughs> I, nose I, hair think I think we should do that. Be like, yes, we've been married 11 years, also known as three nose hair trimmers. Mm. I think that's fair. I'm with it. I'm, I'm with I think it. we should do that. Okay. So the holidays was always an interesting time because as we've talked about, you have birthdays of people you love. You have various sundry holidays that other people 
are off work, but you're working, which is why I wanted to shout out those of you that that's you right now, Mm -hmm. that it's a busy season for you because that happens to us. Some summers, everybody's on vacation. We can't vacation because we work in the whole summer. Whole time. People are taking time off for Christmas, New Year's. Sometimes those were times that we were working a lot. Mm -hmm. I remember one particular Christmas that we were very broke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can remember a couple. I was about to say, I don't know why I said one particular Christmas Mm -hmm. because there were probably multiple Mm -hmm. Christmas times that we were broke. But this one, I remember we were very, very broke. And... On both sides of our family, you know, we would have different Christmas gatherings. And yes, insert parenthetical note that Christmas is not all about presents, you know, and insert those thoughts Um, because that's true. Mm -hmm. And it's also true that you're still going to buy some gifts for some people. I love buying gifts for people. It's one of my favorites. I look forward to it. It's a lot of fun. I do. It's a lot of fun. And, and I think for us, especially, you know, getting married in those, in those first few years of being married, it's like, that's a part of like your family bond. You know, you're getting to know your extended family members and what stuff they might like. And us deciding, like, I remember we had one year that we got all of our gifts from like independent, stores Mm -hmm. instead of shopping in department stores and you know you just have like lots of fun you can have with that but this particular year we was broke as hell and it wasn't no mm -mm. it wasn't no place to buy Mm -hmm. that stuff Mm -hmm. and we got a last minute christmas eve service gig that came in and came in very nicely that year and we were like woo We're going to Universal Studio. No, sorry. <laughs> that was a different time. No, but we were like, oh, we go have Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it is a lot of work in general when you are the person coming into someone else's environment as mm-hmm. an artist. Yeah. But Christmas time was very particular because people, especially churches, they go all out. Oh, man. You, you've been a part of some productions mm-hmm. that I've witnessed. Oh, wow. I'm talking about is orchestras. We went to some churches during Christmas time where they had adult orchestra and a child version. There's oh, like yeah. a children's orchestra. And when they call it a cantata. Uh-oh. Ooh, watch out. Watch out now. That's that's bigger than a Christmas program. That's how I grew up. Our church growing up, we had a Christmas cantata. I don't oh. know. That mm. that's what that was a vibe. Are there other cantatas? I'm assuming not. Okay. You know, I mean, I really have never even looked up exactly what cantata means. Something hmm. is giving me the Spanish um, encanto or something <laughs> regarding singing. Okay. okay. I'm assuming that. Mm-hmm. But yes, these things were super produced. Christmas and Easter were like your biggest holidays. But Christmas is a big deal. It's lots of bells and it's dancing. Sometimes it's a moment of theater mm-hmm. that's going to happen in the middle of this. A sketch. Some you lights know, that look like snow. Or, definitely mm-hmm. some glowy, mm-hmm. some 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 visuals. A lot of powder on the stage. Okay. But we didn't come here to talk to y'all about that. What we want to talk about is one of our worst holiday experiences. Mm. We want to talk about the worst winter tour there ever was. That thing was <laughs> raggedy. <laughs> so many, many score and however many years ago. Matt and I got booked for our first tour together mm-hmm. because I had been on tour since we'd been married, but we could not go together. They mm-hmm. only had enough space on the bus for me. Mm-hmm. So I would have to be like apart from Matt, right? Okay, this was very exciting for the first, you know, 
time that we knew about it until we actually got on the tour that we were going to get to go on the tour together. This was a bus tour. Mm -hmm. We were through the Midwest Mm. in December. That should have told us right there. I don't think I would have known up front what Midwest, that that meant cold north middle. Yeah, because I had been to the Midwest during cold times in the past, but definitely not around the holidays. And I did. I went to public school and I'm not sure is all the Midwest in the north. Is it all cold? Is it? Is there a, a lower part? Is there a, a southern Midwest? You know what? You're bringing up a good point, though, because for me, like geography wise, it is like once you start getting into like Ohio, Indiana, Michigan. I just figured that's all up north. I don't know. That's whether it's all left, Midwest right. to me. But okay. you have made a point, though, that America it's like America almost doesn't have doesn't fully have like a north. Yeah. <laughs> Except we have like, well, well, I guess we have northeast a little bit. That that tip of the country where Maine, okay. Connecticut, New Hampshire. I've heard of these. And then we have the northwest where Oregon and Seattle would be. Yeah. But anything that's basically between Seattle and past and like and before you get into New York mm-hmm. is Midwest. If okay. it's not if it's not Texas and the South, it's it's midwest so as far as we knew that was just some mystery land in the middle of the country some of it we'd been to but some of it we hadn't Mm -mm. we were very excited and a few things went badly Mm -hmm. first of all i want to talk about a tour bus for those of you that are not a tour bus you know tour bus aficionados you can tell the budget of the tour you are on based on the quality mm-hmm. of the tour bus. Mm-hmm. Some artists and bands that you know and love are touring on sprinter vans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a bed in that van. The people are having enough room in this sprinter van. I I dare say some people are in a 12-passenger van, mm-hmm. you know, and that's it. You might have a hotel. You might not. You just out and about trying. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would say based on the tour bus situation we received, we were mid. Yeah. We were mid. Mm -hmm. It it had bunks in it. It had bunks. It was a sleeper bus. Yeah. So it felt like, all right, our first little day meeting up with everybody, all that energy initially felt really great. Um. I am not going to name for you all who was on the tour because, you know, some things we must keep to ourselves. <clears throat> You're so vain. <laughs> we must you keep it to ourselves. You think this podcast <laughs> about you. Uh, but you. needless to say, it was us, uh, a couple of other bands, yeah, I think. Bands. And there's typically always a speaker at this because mm-hmm. you can't have, you can't really have truly a a Christian tour of any kind. Mm-hmm. If there isn't some sort of talking, mm-hmm. preaching, it's a, it's a it's a keynote. You're gonna get talked at. Yeah, you need to get talked at a little bit. So there was a speaker, and then and then in this situation, the tour was being put on by an organization, mm-hmm. and we have had a lot of experiences with organizations, and we should we know now, but didn't know then. That when you're working with an organization and they say things like, everybody that works here is so young. 
<laughs> Our team is so young. Mm-mm. It's so fun. Man, you I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, if people are talking about booking you for something and they say that to you, charge your highest price because mm-hmm. that means you're going to be inconvenienced and make sure that whoever cuts the checks isn't young. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you want to see one, at least one gray hair on the person cutting your check. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's cool enough, but who run your QuickBooks? Yeah. I'm, who Who's handling Quicken? What y'all doing in here? <laughs> Let me, d- does the person running y'all checks know how to use something that's not Venmo is mm. what I need to know. Yes. Is it, a check. Is it a, a check? Will I get tax forms <laughs> related to this money? Okay. The first bad thing that happened was related to the tour bus, yes. y'all. I do believe our tour bus driver had only driven in the South. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd ever done a Midwest tour. Like us, tour bus drivers, like, what is a Midwest? <laughs> what are we doing here? Doesn't. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Doesn't Chili's have like a Midwestern egg roll? It's a Southwestern. See, that's it right so there. So there is a Southwest. It's a Southwest. There is a Southwest. Is Texas the Southwest? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I'm going to tell you right now that if there was a Midwestern egg roll, it's a bunch of casseroles <laughs> that are rolled up in a tortilla that is covered in either sour cream or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's encased in a cream cheese ball. And you have to use crackers mm-hmm. to get to the actual Midwestern egg roll inside. Mm. I like that my new found understanding of U.S. geography has to do with the Chili's appetizer. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. see, that helps you right there. You were mm-hmm. like, oh, it's Southwest. It's a black bean. Mm-hmm. That's it's a it. little guacamole. That's You're it. like, okay, I know the vibes. Yeah, I'm Texas. I'm New Mexico. I'm Arizona. Yeah, I'm basically anything that has the word Southie, Southwest in it has black beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're pretty sure. You're pretty sure about that. When I think about Northwest, for some reason, I'm somewhere between weed and patchouli. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> some somewhere between those things. Some sort of a. Some sort of a, a fir tree, a Fraser tree mm. is happening there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Northeast, you're like, it's a lobster roll. You know, it's a little, it's a clam mm. out there. We're right there near the ocean. But people, people who are listening that live in the Midwest that aren't from Chicago, tell us your cuisine. Yeah, please. We don't know. Like we in don't. the South, we're, you're pretty sure there's, there's fried something. There's fried chicken. There's fried pork rinds. You know, there's a fried Oreo in the South. I just remember the stops we made in the Northwest. Northwest? Is that what we're calling it? No, it's the Midwest. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, who invited this dude on the Her podcast? In the Midwest tour. Listen, the Midwest tour mm-hmm. that we went on. Mm-hmm. I just know that the different towns we stopped in, when we went in the diners, them people were not ready to see us. No, they were not. You could hear the forks no, hit the not. plate like. Rrr. And I'm trying to think to myself, I would have noticed this a lot more now than I did then. But I was the only black person on that tour mm-hmm. that I can remember. Mm-hmm. No, there might have been. I'll say I'll say of the people of color on that tour, that was maybe less than five percent of everybody who was there. I will say when we walked in those diners, you might have been the first black person they seen in a minute. 
in it. Oh boy, y'all don't want it. And y'all don't want to be, you don't never want to be in an environment where you're like, hmm, racist? And you you especially don't want to be there when it's cold and you're not sure how quickly your lungs can run in the in the freezing. I think walking into that room, for me, it wasn't as much, hmm, racist as, hmm, racist. <laughs> wasn't there was no question we're like oh nah, we know it's racist it didn't go up That's on great. it and it was like oh okay i, okay, I, I, I can't racist. go to the bathroom and leave her nah. standing here i gotta stand here the can't whole do time. that I'm, i will be standing outside of her bathroom door. Mm-hmm. gotta do it tired of restless nights meet lisa the sleep experts <laughs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. One of the awkward things about this was the organization that was putting on the tour was headquartered somewhere in the Midwest. And what that meant was everyone that was helping to organize the tour, all the people that worked behind the scenes, they lived in the Midwest. And then a couple of the bands that were on the tour, they had their own way they were handling transportation. So they weren't actually on the bus with us. So it was us and maybe a couple of people that worked in the sound crew that basically had some days to ourselves. (laughs) Kind of, I won't say it was the middle of nowhere, but it was kind of like, Basically, everyone did the tour Monday through Friday. And if you could afford to fly home on the weekends, 
then you would fly home on the weekends, but you would be flying home at your own cost. And if I remember correctly, they weren't happy with some of the folks flying home on the weekends. Yeah. But those folks were like, oh, no, I'm going home. I ain't staying here. No, not (laughs) not in this snow ridden place. No, I'm not staying. But we didn't have money to do that. Uh -uh. And a couple of other people that were working like behind the scenes Mm -hmm. from out of town didn't have money to do that. Mm -hmm. So basically, contractually, they had to provide lodging for us. Mm -hmm. And that's literally it. They pretty much like dropped us off Mm -hmm. at a hotel that was across from a mall. There was a a thing in walking distance. (laughs) And they were like, have at it. You can go there, get get yourself some mm. food, whatever. So imagine now, thankfully, this wasn't like actual literal Christmas, but it was in the few weeks leading up to the holidays. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that time that you have to start slowing down your life and doing your Christmas decorations and starting to get gifts, if that's what you do, we were taking our weekends <laughs> and going over to this mall that we, anything you could do or eat in that mall, we must've done it. Yep. Saw it. We Experienced it. it. Tried it twice. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is the time that the bus froze. And mm-hmm. I need to speak about this because I mentioned to y'all earlier that our bus driver had never been to the Midwest as apparently <laughs> we had not either. <laughs> And I didn't notice y'all listening that live in the Midwest are going to laugh when I say this probably. But apparently you are not supposed to turn a a bus. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to turn it off Mm -hmm. when you are in weather that is below freezing as Wisconsin and the Dakotas and Michigan and Mm -hmm. Minnesota were at this time of year. Mm -hmm. Now, normal tour bus etiquette I can't tell y'all all the secrets, but <laughs> normal t- tour bus etiquette is that if multiple people are on a tour bus, you all have a way to get in and out of the bus. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell y'all what the way is so y'all won't be looking for it in y'all favorite artist's bus. No way. There's always a way that everybody has that's like their secure way they're going to get in and out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And typically the bus is turned off. Mm-hmm. And you kind of come in and out like you would your car. But instead Mm -hmm. of being your car, there's your bed in there, your luggage, whatever. So this bus driver is doing normal protocol as far as he's Mm -hmm. concerned. We show up after the gig and I hand my turntable. We put There's a place turntables go under the bus, place our merch goes under the bus. Any of our stuff goes in a certain spot under the bus. We close it, lock it. We get on the bus. That's all. So we had one one night that the bus... (laughs) got turned off and froze. Mm -hmm. They had to tow the bus, (laughs) tow the bus, Mm y'all, to a mechanic to what? First, thaw the bus out. Thaw the bus out. Can't even see what the bus needs fixing. (laughs) Let me tell you, I didn't even know the bus had froze because apparently it was enough to have the lights on. Right. So I go to get in my bunk and when you get in your bunk, there's a, that curtain you close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close the curtain. Well, I have a, a decent amount of body heat. You know what I'm saying? Dude. Like, I'm Dude. a well-insulated individual. I don't be cold in the wintertime. Thank God. And so I'm in... <laughs> and now that we're married, I don't either. Hey. Continue. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but... Well, it's true. Mm-hmm. All right. And so anyway, so so I'm in, in my bunk. And 
I'm warm. I'm I hear all this commotion. So I open up the bunk and automatically see my breath for the first like Ooh. Like in my bunk, it was toasty. Cause I'm gonna tell y'all the way the way mid low to mid budget tour buses are made is your bunk is not like a bunk bed, okay? It's, it's much lower down to the face. It's almost like you're in a coffin, I would assume. I've never yeah. been in a coffin, but... It's kind of that If you're claustrophobic, size, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Like, you looking immediately at the roof, the ceiling. So, imagine you fall asleep and wake up, and all you can see is your breath and darkness. Let me tell y'all, mm-hmm. yikes. Mm-hmm. It was so cold in the bus, and Matt's bunk was so warm... He got out of his bunk and let me get in his bunk until, <laughs> you know, they figured out what we were all going to have to do. Yikes. I do remember because remember, they had to go thaw out this bus, but we still had to get to the next city. Oh, yikes. Mm-mm-mm. So they pulled up in some hatchback. <laughs> Talking about, <laughs> we got to get as much this gear in here as we can. So if I remember correctly, I was holding at least one turntable in my in lap. lap. Because it was us and three other people that were working the behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. the car itself mm-hmm. is full. There's five of us and a hatchback with our luggage mm-hmm. and two turntables. There was not enough room for that at all. So we had to ride in the hatchback turntables and laps yikes show must go on okay period i want to talk to y'all about the audience we were being told that you know this was a young people's thing Mm -hmm. it was it was supposed to be reaching you know college students to all the promotional materials we saw were lights and pyro and young people and made sense everything so we were like bet that's perfect there were rock bands on this tour with guitars and amps and like cool cool we love that well we get there and it's less of a young adults (laughs) more of a their greater grandparents 70 plus adults Like like a literal hey boomer. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> I, they might have been the greatest generation. <laughs> Boomers might have been their kids. That, Man. Th- that was people, me malls and peepaws. Yes, it was. That's that's definitely some nanas were up in there. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you where you probably don't want to DJ for the most part. Oh wow. I, I can't I can't necessarily tell you that you don't want to DJ in front of older people because if they're older people that love to party, cool. That's great. I got but I'm going to tell you who doesn't love to party, and that's older Christian people. <laughs> we, the, the, the number of times I heard, we've never had a set of turntables in here before. Yikes. I'm going to tell y'all, older Christian people, the only kind of party they want to go to is a praise party. Mm. Y'all understand? They mm. want to they wanna do that motion that um they used to do back on the Maranatha where they like <laughs> kick their legs out. They want to do that kind of thing. But they didn't come there to hear yo yo rock rap. No. I'm talking about these people were old enough to where they still weren't sure about drums in church. You know what I mean? Like they go back, <laughs> they go back to hand claps and tambourines. Needless to say, Matt was getting what started out as like some scowls and some eyebrows that were feeling concerned. These folks clapped on the one and the three. Okay, and some of them just did not clap at all. Y'all feel me? <laughs> So it went one, from one like, lady clapped at me. I about to say because it went from people looking like I don't think I like this 
to them actually walking up and basically like telling Matt off. That lady was mad at me. She gave you all her heat about how loud it was and she could have thawed the bus back out with that heat. Ooh, child. (laughs) I was like, and I'm going to tell y'all, I am very protective about my husband. (laughs) And I do not like people talking sideways to my man. Can Matt handle himself? Absolutely. Most people are going to look at Matt and they don't want to tussle with him. They're going to size him up and say, no, this is not what I want to tussle with. But that doesn't stop me from feeling like I need to step in if I feel like somebody talking sideways. There's been a couple of old ladies you've really saved me from. Boy, this silver hair lady, the way she was getting with you. And I'm like, the people literally brought us here like. It's not a surprise. This lady was like, if I, me- I don't remember word for word, it's been long enough. I- I've forgotten and forgave in my heart. Amen. Amen. Mm. Mm. But she came at me in a way she was like, I can't, when you are playing that ruckus, I cannot hear what she's saying. I wanted to hear what she's saying. And I, the, the truth of the matter is there's a sound man in the back. Right. Who is mixing. Mm-hmm. I really have a very limited understanding of what I can hear from where I am on the stage. So I'm playing things at a certain volume, but once it gets like beyond me, when it comes to mixing, there's a mixing board in the back of the house and there's Mm -hmm. someone who does it. It's not me, but in my customer service and in my trying to treat people like, Hey, that's somebody's grandma. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, yo man, like, you know, I got a grandma and she might not know how mixing board works either. So, you know, I try to give people that grace, but that lady was mad. So I just did my customer service. I'm, I'm so, oh, yes, ma'am. I'm so sorry. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yikes. Next time. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Boy. She was mad at me. I also want to let y'all know a moment that me and Matt both, m- most times on the road, if something went awry, one of us is mad and mm-hmm. the job of the other person is to hold space for that person's anger mm-hmm. and to try to be with them as they calm down. Yep. Every now and then something comes up that makes us both so mad. Oh, that's problems. That then we have to like stay in the hotel or whatever space we have to ourselves, which truthfully, when you're on a bus tour, the space you have to yourself is very little. Very minimal. Because we're, it's not like we're on a tour bus and we have a little section of the bus that's just for us. Mm-hmm. All the beds are in the same mm-hmm. area. Y'all stacked on top of each other, 3D. It's three bed, yes, it's three beds stacked on top of each other. And then it's probably like two or three rows of that. So mm-hmm. it was probably 12, 12 beds probably in the bus, 12 sure. beds-ish, right? So it's not like you have a whole lot of space to go to and cuss or whatever you mm-hmm. feel. You can't roll over on the Mm-mm. bus. <laughs> and the other thing that's bunk. wild regarding how people respond to DJs is people always have their own concept of DJing that is typically not what happens in real life. When people walk up to me and start doing the DJ hands. No. Where both hands are going back and forth. Yeah, and when they start making the wiki wiki, yikes. No, no. So Christmas, you, you need to speak to this, babe, because holiday parties are already a fascinating thing to DJ. If... The request is mm-hmm. that you play all holiday themed music. But then if you take that down to now you're in a church setting, because mm-hmm. if you if you take me back out to holiday music, you've got what you going to get her for Christmas. You know, you got some options, There's right? A few jams. Mariah Carey. I don't want yeah. All I want. 
you got some things. Yeah. But if you're now taking that, and that's that narrows your playing field anyways, though. There, there's maybe eight Christmas songs that have multiple variations. There's how many variations of this Christmas are there? Right. But we only want to hear one. That's right. Shout out to Donnie Hathaway. We only want to Big hear facts. one. Mm-hmm. So now you've taken, if you play the whole thing, you've taken up about three and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you are now narrowing down that playing field to those aren't holiday songs, those are Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. And those are Christmas songs that people want to hear in a church. They're only about Jesus. Because you can't play some Santa Claus. Some, those are out. Some jingle, maybe jingle bells, but you, you can't do like some Frosty the Snowman. Mm-mm. So you take those eight songs. Now you're down to about three or four. And, it's, you know, Away in a Manger is a beautiful song. It's right. a beautiful story. Everything's great. But. It don't jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what's a good one? Hmm. Jesus is the reason. Okay, Kirk Franklin did give us one. Kirk Franklin gave us a strong one. Fred Hammond. Shout Santa out to Claus gospel ain't music. got nothing on this. I'm sorry about it. I don't know what CCM music is doing with Christmas songs. I don't know any... Gospel music has plenty of Christmas jams. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what CCM is doing as far as Christmas jams. Mm-hmm. So imagine Matt's playing field... What is allowed to be played is now very narrow because now we're talking about Christmas songs that are about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we are getting some feedback from the organization after we do the tour for, you know, a couple of nights. They're giving us some feedback. And let me tell you what you don't want to hear is people walking up to you as an artist after you did a Christian type event and saying, hey, so are you open to some feedback? (laughs) When I was younger, I would be like, yeah, because I always felt like, oh, maybe they'll tell me something. Maybe I'll grow. Now that I'm older, I'm like, hell no. Whatever your feedback is, (laughs) no. I'm like, let's roll the dice. You never know what's about to happen. The feedback for Matt was that what he was mixing was not what they expected. They were expecting to get mixes that were going to blend in Bing Crosby. Have y'all ever been at a dance party? And dance to Bing Crosby. You ever, I want y'all to write me and tell me in DMs if you ever did the wobble to Bing Crosby. And again, a part of the story is that we thought we were coming in to perform for a much younger audience. So all the prep work, any remixes that I built, anything like that was with the idea that we were performing for who we were seeing in the videos. And so we get there and it's a much older crowd and it's, you're playing too loud, you know. And what is you wanting Matt to do with what Bing Crosby just threw us all off? And the way the person walked up to Matt to give him this feedback, I feel like Matt, as y'all may know from this podcast, but if you don't, my husband is a very laid back person. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to get him mm-hmm. to where he's mad, mad, mad. I don't know where we went because. <laughs> I don't remember that there was a hotel to go to. I I remember this conversation having because the person said to me, when I was younger, Mm-mm. I used to go to raves. Mm-mm. And at the raves, they could mix anything. But what was also being said to me was that the music you're playing is too danceable. Ooh. It's too Mm-mm. high energy. It's too, it's too uh, fun. <laughs> like, can you, and I'm thinking like, you brought me, brought me. It's literally a DJ here. Like it's literally a DJ. Like I don't get it. Yeah, you you brought me like it. There's no 
you brought me here. You know what I do. I got, you know, um, but okay. You know, you know, and so it's like you, you, there, there were a couple of back and forths where it was like, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's still customer service to this job. Of course, yeah. there's a lot of customer service to this job. And so, okay, I hear you. Okay. Let me see if I can interpret this vague thing that you've just said to me and do something exact with your vagueness. So let me try to, you know, do this thing next city. And it was still, it was the back. And so we had gone back and forth to where I was like, I don't, I don't know how to, you know, oh, and I think what happened was one night I actually did give them exact, I played Mm -hmm. exactly what they had asked for. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So I played exactly what happened. They were like, well, that actually wasn't quite what we were looking for. It was like, so it was like, okay, so don't use danceable drums, but can you remix out of this pool of three to four songs in this hour long set that you've got, but don't make it danceable and just make it less. And so it was like, it, it had gotten to a point. And um, also, I think it was the way the person was talking. To yeah, me. for sure. It was very sure. patronized, very talking down, very like, you don't know. And that's that's fine. I'm a pretty laid back, easygoing person. I'm not, you know, I, I'm I'm not rattled very easily. Um, but that one got me that it was enough back and forth. And it was enough of the way that person was talking with me that I remember when it was the next weekend that we were dropped off for the weekend, mm-hmm. we were part, we were in that mall and that's when we called back to, um, you know, who was our manager at yeah. the time. Oh, it just makes my chest tight thinking about it. <laughs> Cause y'all, I'm gonna tell you, I took offense to a lot of that because at the end of the day, like people, there are certain things that people don't necessarily think of. I, I would say the the grand like mainstream people out there do not think of as being a skill. And DJing is one of them. People look at DJing and literally think like, oh yeah, I could do that. Or like, well, I, I used to do that when I was in college. I used to, blah, 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 you know, and it takes a lot of skill. And I was through the roof about it because I was like, my husband is not somebody who just woke up yesterday and was like, I think I'll DJ. Like he been <laughs> DJing at that point almost 15 years mm-hmm. and almost 20 now. Mm-hmm. So I was through the roof about that. But let me tell y'all one thing that really stuck me about the conversation that that person had with you. When they said to you back in my day, when I was going to the raves, that almost took me out, y'all. And let me tell you why. <laughs> let me tell y'all why right now. Even though when Matt and I performed in Christian Market and we shared stage with a lot of other Christian artists at the time, Some of those artists were people that if they posted they were drinking wine on their social media, Mm -hmm. people would be in their mentions like talking wild to them. Like basically they feel like they're not Christian because they were drinking. Let me tell y'all something. Me and Matt been drinking. okay? (laughs) and me and Matt is not responsibly, obviously, obviously, but not obviously because some people don't. We were drinking responsibly and legally. Yeah. But we were people who had a drink. We were people who were still going to the club. People mm-hmm. who knew us knew that, that that's the type of people we were. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to go here and I'm going to do my thing at this Christian event. And when we get back, 
if the club that we like to go to was open, yes, we go there and we dance. So no, what you're asking him to do, I don't care whatever the rave was doing back in the day. What you're asking him to do is not how the actual club right now is not how the club right now is. So get out of here. And we are currently not in a club, <laughs> not performing for young people. <laughs> and and also, I don't want to bring it back up, but you said that what I was playing was too danceable. <laughs> What's the DJ for? What's the DJ supposed to be doing? So like the, the reference to, first of all, back in my day, I know I was older than this was, person. Was and was. But that's all right. And was. But the reference to back in my day when I went to the raves, what were you going to the raves to do? To dance, dance with boy. young people. We don't have those ingredients no, here. at all. You, you have set me up. That's, that's a time where I learned I need to start asking some questions. Right. Not just, oh, you're going to pay me to come do this right. thing? That was awesome. But that money, oh, wow. Oh, no. I, 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 after the experience we had, it's like, if I had known that, I could have give. I would have given it back. I would have mm. rather. I would have rather have had a broke Christmas that yeah. we still could have been with our family and been at home. Bought and a bag of time rubber together. bands and gave everybody one. Good night. Here's your rubber band. Good Here's night. Here's your rubber band. Period. I would have rather had that than had that money at that point. That is a pretty good gift idea, though, because what is more fun than a rubber band? Babe. <laughs> also, my last reflection is that I had just had to start making some dietary changes oh. right before we went to this tour. You remember this, babe? <laughs> and we have so many quotables mm, from this one tour. I'm going to tell y'all right now. And I was having some health challenges. And so the medical professional that I was seeing at the time had given me these like really strict, you know, dietary restrictions that I, I needed to do for my health. And... Part of what is supposed to be provided <laughs> when you're on a tour is food mm -hmm. because you can't get up there and perform every night mm -mm. without nutrients. Mm -mm. But the way my restrictions worked, you know, we even like had gone through and listed for organizations mm -hmm. like, you know, here are some you know, national chains mm -hmm. where, you know, Amina and Matt can eat. Here's their orders. I mean, we had like just tried to like simplify it as much as possible. Yep. And I remember multiple stops of this tour going into the green room to be what was supposed to be dinner mm -hmm. and getting there and looking at everything that was on the menu. And one night, I remember the only thing I could eat was green beans. Mm hmm. And a couple of nights, all they had that I could have was salad. Mm -hmm. That was it. And I remember the the organization that was putting on the tour kept coming up and being like, we just have salad for you. Is that okay? Is that okay? Is yeah, that they okay? kept asking if it was okay. And I'm like, you think me getting up here, performing my heart out? On romaine lettuce. Like you just parked me at the mall for the weekend. <laughs> Dark. No, it's not okay. You just parked me at the mall. I've been looking at the same mall for like three weekends <laughs> oh in a row. God, no. And uh, no. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, y'all. Huh? Matt and I both have been in quite a few tour experiences. And that one for me is by far the worst one. Easily. Hands down and the worst. And I feel like herein is what we learned. Mm. <laughs> Number one, I think that was the beginning 
of the end of you DJing in Christian market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if there if there's not alcohol involved, then chances are people aren't there to have a good time. Which chances are, you can just play a playlist or whatever. Whatever you, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? And I understand. Look, everybody can't go where alcohol is. I know that some people have issues with it, and there's there's a, it's a loaded topic. I get it, but. If people are having something where specifically the point is to have a good time, I'm your dude. Right. And mostly that will not be in a church. (laughs) Mostly not in a church. No, because you got to get that talk in. That's what makes it makes the rock and roll okay. But you're going to pay for it by listening to sitting down and listening to this talk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think in in part, we were trying to do what we were doing together on stage to see if that would gain some traction, which it did in a lot of places. You know, we we traveled on the road doing those performances together for a long time. But that tour in particular started to be, for me, that was the beginning of the end of us trying to figure out how you could be mm-hmm. DJing in yeah. that side of the industry. Yeah. No, they don't, it was they like, don't it. who cares? We don't need to try this anymore. Mm-mm. And I think it did put us in a position to be like, there's some things that we're not going to take. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of things that that gig was like, and that's the last time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's the last time I'm taking that shit. Yeah. That was like the vibe that yeah. I felt at the moment. Yeah. Like, mm-mm. Re- remember the way this mm-hmm. made you feel. Mm-hmm. Remember that soul sucking experience and be like, you can do this again if you want to, or just say no. Or just say no. Just and, say no. And some things, you know, I think as an artist, there's a part of you that's always excited for people to ask you to do your thing. Mm-hmm. Even now for both of us, mm-hmm. it's like that request that you get, mm-hmm. your first feeling as an artist is not about how much money. That's not the first thought. Your typical first thought is oh, someone's asking. Yes. But now that we both have more experience, then you got them questions after that. What mm-hmm. If this is for an organization, what are they about? Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm about? Is that what I want to be on stage next to? Are mm-hmm. those people I want to be sharing stage with? Mm-hmm. Is the money paying for the inconvenience of my time? Is mm-hmm. it paying for the fact that I'm not going to be at my home? I am going to have to, you know, navigate whatever city this is in. The hoops I'm going to have to jump. Yeah. How difficult it is to get into your building. All of those things. All that stuff. So it did sort of become this like unfortunate lesson. But I'm going to tell y'all what. That was one of that was also, I think, one of the last times that we traveled around the holiday like that. You're right. Yeah, Yeah. that was one of the last ones. And after that, we have enjoyed a lot of wonderful time at home, letting the year slow down. Now, Mm -hmm. Matt's DJing still, but in better environments now. So he has some Christmas parties he has to DJ. Mm -hmm. He's had a lot of New Year's Eves that he's had to DJ. Mm -hmm. But you know what? The plus to that is he going to come home to our house at night mm-hmm. versus when we would go on the road and then you're gone all those days or whatever it is. And another time may come that the road may pick back up for us and we'll navigate that too. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm enjoying the fact that as we record this, we about to be decorating our Christmas tree. Mm. We're about to spend time with our families yes. and cook food in the house and that is much better than being in a hotel across from a mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, y'all, whatever your holidays are that you celebrate, even if you don't and you're just celebrating the end of the year, we hope that you will 
enjoy your life. Yes. Be with some people that you love. Listen to some music Mm -hmm. that brings joy to you. We hope that you'll have some time to reflect at the end of this year and think about the things you made it through. Yeah. The things you survived. If you're listening, just know that Matt and I are glad you're here. We're glad you're listening. We're glad we've all made it through what's been a tough year or a couple of years. So cheers to you all. And we'll be back soon with some more road stories. Brown is produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.